The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And we are back here on Analyze This, and we definitely want to give a, a shout-out uh, to Miss uh, Nicole Samuel Miller and, of course, Attorney Kelvin Vidal. Um, for joining us uh, this morning. Don't forget tomorrow, Job Fair and Career Expo, JFL North, Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. That's Kevin Vidal bought there. 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Wang F. Louis Hospital Courtyard. 40-plus job vacancies, okay? Clinical and non-clinical employment opportunities, full-time, part-time internships, partnerships. Come experience a tour of JFL North. Apply on-site. There are on-site interviews. For more inf- information, Contact the Human Resources Department at 340-778-6311, extension 2718, or extension 2734, okay? 340-778-6311, okay? That's the Juan Louis Hospital number. Two extensions, 2718 and 2734. I don't know if uh, the boys have started to call in yet. Um, should be hearing from uh, both attorneys, Attorney Dwayne Henry and Attorney Ronnie Russell. They'll be joining me uh, for some uh, a little bush tea talk and talk about some topics that's been going on um, locally uh, and nationally. Of course, I mentioned uh, internationally when we're listening to Morning Edition what the European Union is doing, uh, looking to do, um, so that we could uh, you know work our way back to base because it's been a rough year. I think it was February 24th was when uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. It's all in a purpose. Waste of time, lost of life, impacted, uh, impacted um, life uh, in, in, the, uh, in the world. It's been, it's been uh, global, globally impacting uh, what... Um, We've been dealing with uh, because of just you know power and greed, and at the end of the day, um, you know it's just impacting us and costing us everything. Nobody's winning, you know, with this one. And uh, um, I just sent a link here um, for them to join us. Um, I sent the link to Ronnie. I'm gonna send the link now to. To, to do Henry um, so he could um, they could join us via via that link and then uh, because we're not going to go to telephone room okay we're going to go to his link so we're going to set this up um, DJ let him know that let, let, let him know that I just sent let him know that I just sent him the link and uh, same thing to both of these guys so we're going to go to link route so both lines uh, could remain uh, open okay so I sent um hold on let me let me text them. I got a little group text here. Um get them on IO sign on via link. Okay? Yeah, I send that to them and them I know. And um yeah, I, I heard I heard my, my DJ talking to, to Dwayne Henry. So I, I just sent him the link, so I think he was telling you he received it. So, okay, okay, well, well they said they wanted them to command via the via a link. 
So, to look over that. But, uh, um, so, uh, Tony Henry, you did that, right? Good morning, Counselor. Yes, good morning, sir. Yeah, good. look, I just sent you a link. Um, okay, got to, it. To join it, right? So, so, so connect with us yeah. via that link. Okay, we can free so, up the line. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, come in, come in, come in for Doc. So, ask that way there. Okay? It doesn't have the link. It's just you saying that. No, I, I also sent that. I thought I, I thought I sent that to you. Check, check out the um uh, uh, no not not the mass. I sent you I sent you uh, personal from me to you. Before that one. Okay, got it. Okay. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I sent I sent you that individually. I sent it to Ronnie as well. Right yeah, 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 yeah. So um, uh, hopefully um Ronnie could join us, um, uh, via that. Thing. Let me let me send that. Uh, let me join us via. Via the link, and then uh, we could do that there, and then everything could be nice. Okay, so we good. But like I was saying, um, <clears throat> oh, quickly once again, um, don't forget um over there on St. Thomas tomorrow. Okay, eight o'clock tomorrow night at the Prior Holic Hall. Okay, the main actor Alex Saptrio, featuring Victor Provost and Carlton Holmes. Tickets adults thirty, teachers ten dollars. Students, $5. Children under 10 are free, but you need a ticket to secure a seat. Okay? So visit the website, www.theforumusvi. Theforumusvi.org. Okay? And then uh, um, you can enjoy yourself there tomorrow over there uh, on the St. Thomas site. So once we um, set up that arrangement there for the counselors and we could touch on these uh, critical topics um, to close out the week. Like I said, I'm uh, looking forward to, to hearing uh, Miss Sapp, um, the flautist, uh, has made contact with Stanley Intensity Plus Nights and then sometime during the season or maybe next season or an event. Okay, you know Stanley, them the traveler, no? they go DC to the Smithsonian and them kind of place or Denmark. Next thing you know, Miss Sapp um, playing the Playing the flute with with Stanley and two of them feeding off each other. I just wanted to know, you know. I know she's a she's a brilliant flautist and all that stuff. Be careful with Stanley, you know. Okay. Stanley's a Stanley's a he's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> when 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 Stanley start to focus, be be careful with Stanley Jacobs and that flute taker. Like the Tom that said, he don't skylark. He does he does some good uh, uh, on that there. Okay, so check this out. Right, I had sent. A, um, the two stories that we were going to touch on, the main stories um, to the counselors, right? One was um, the appeals court scraps special master review in Trump documents case, right? And that was a New York Times article. And the second one was VI government settles Epstein suit for record $105 million, Right? Now, <clears throat> you know, both of these uh, young men, you know, having served as uh, lawyers here in the territory, they are acutely aware of, you know, what we deal with here as an insular possession, where, you know, a lot of these big wigs take us for granted. You know, they believe that... Um, 
you know, because we're a small jurisdiction, you know, they could intimidate us and run over us and uh, we, we may not have um, acumen, institutional knowledge and subject matters. And then, you know, all they're doing is setting themselves up for embarrassment because uh, we got some of the best here in the territory. In this case, we're talking about jurists. Check who, who know how to litigate, right? Um, and, you know, sometimes they need that embarrassment. Because a lot of them are forward and disrespectful of Virgin Islanders. And if it's one thing yours truly will not allow is for people to believe that they could take the, the Virgin Islands and its people for granted. We're not having it. One of the issues that has bothered me even more so after researching it and studying it more is what has happened with the gasoline excise taxes here in the Virgin Islands. Monies that is owed to the people on the two main premises. The first premise is the U.S. law mandates that anything manufactured in the United States Virgin Islands and sold into the U.S. market, the taxes derived from that sale is to be remitted back to the Virgin Islands dollar for dollar. That's just the law. That's the reason why we get the rum cover over. And they give us the money back, along with Puerto Rico, right, for rum. And um, for oil or petroleum products, right? And we had a refinery that was operating here on St. Croix from, 19, from, from 1966 to 2012. Uh, well, well, let me check and see. Um, Tony Henry, you there? Tony Russell, you there? Yes, good morning. Good okay, morning. okay, Tony, Tony Henry there. Yeah, I, I was talking. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm glad to have you on us, and hopefully we'll get Ronnie to join Thank in a little you. bit. Um, I was just going back over um, our history our respect history. to the gasoline excise taxes and, and the U.S. law, which um, mandates that anything manufactured here locally, I'm hearing an echo a little bit there. There we go. And, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we're good now. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, okay, turn it down. Okay, so uh, be careful, um, um, Tony Henry, because I hear an echo there. It might, it might be a, a little a feedback from on your end. Um, they remit the money back to us for rum, but they never did for um, petroleum products petroleum. and the taxes that we generated from the petroleum products was exponentially greater than that for the rum. And we, we, we not only want our money, we deserve our money. And the, the, the second reason why um, we deserve that and it's ours is because the environmental impact that we suffered over the years because of having a refinery literally in backyards. Um, what, what they did to us was unconscionable, uh, Councillor. And, and, and we had judges who ruled in our favor. And then uh, in 1978 with Judge Oliver Gash. And here we are 
um, what's this, 2022, 56 years after, you know, the oil refinery still open. It's been shuttered now for 10. And they still got our money and they use um, some ambiguity in the law that undermines us. And we're talking billions of dollars, Councillor. Neville, you hear me? Okay, good. I can hear you now, Ronnie. I can hear you, Ronnie. Um, um, I, I was asking Attorney Henry or well, his take on gasoline excise taxes over the years. Yeah, and um, you know the GRS board recently adopted a measure for members of the board to support administration officials to try to get that gasoline excise tax to our executive order from. Ronnie, um, we we got we got a technical problem there with the feedback. You're gonna have to call while we work on that. So so call the number because we're hearing tremendous revolve and a uh, feedback there. So call the number. Uh, same thing with uh, Tony Henry. Call the number as well because uh, we got a technical issue here uh, with the feedback. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, so like I was saying, right? 1978, 12 years after we had a, um, started manufacturing and processing oil here in the Virgin Islands. Um, we filed a lawsuit and um, in, a, in a district court in Washington, D.C., and the judge ruled in our favor. And they appealed it uh, to the Supreme Court, and we lost out. Um, good. We got, we got Attorney Henry. Uh, good morning, Counselor, once again. Sorry about that technical issue we're dealing with. It. We're working on something new here. And, uh, and and for some reason, um, we, we do that. So I just wanted your take on, you know, the governor had written a, a letter in 2000 um, to the Interior Department. And in that letter, he stated that because of the principles of rest, rest judicata, we can't go back to that. I don't know about that. That's the governor's take, right? But in principle, what's your take on how they have undermined the insular possessions with respect to gasoline excise taxes and not applying the same um, premise with rum. Something is fundamentally wrong there, Attorney Henry and then Attorney Russell. Yes, I, I, I actually agree with you on this position, um, with your position on this. The, it would seem that, I, I don't see why gasoline is any different. However, um, I guess their point of view, the, the, the federal government's point of view, is that subject to specific statute, and the statute for gasoline is different to the statute for rum. Another thing, but it's the whole principle because from the the fact that we use the mirror theory, right? Dollar for dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. When we speak taxation with the non-represented insular jurisdictions of the United States. Because there's no taxation without representation, those monies, should, all those monies should be returned, regardless of, the, of, of whether it came from gasoline or not. So I believe based on that whole, you know, you can do a claim compact, and, and, and that's based on taxation without representation. You got to, as you're doing it for one, you should do it for, um, for gasoline also. Now, um, Tony Russell, you were saying that uh, the, the GRS board was looking at this and you did something? Yes. Okay. First of all, the argument of res judicata is, uh, to me, 
an argument that doesn't fit the case and the position that we should adopt. There wasn't an issue determining the right or wrong of the the um, revised organic act provision. It was just saying it was ambiguous. That's that's how you heard it, uh, read it, Neville. Yeah, no, that, that's that's what we were, that's why I was told. I had a conversation with the governor and Carl Knight um, uh, earlier in their first term, in, the, in this term. And um, they were told, that, uh, Carl Knight, when speaking with him, he said um, they used ambiguity um, as an excuse for not wanting to pay us our money. Um, ambiguity is uh, relative to interpretation. What the board of the GRS considered was that the executive privilege of the president could have him sign an executive order saying that as it pertains to health and environment, it's not ambiguous. The damage was done in the Virgin Islands and he could sign an executive order saying that and returning the money to the Virgin Islands for health and, and environmental and you know uh issues and so what the grs board has submitted uh this executive order for the president to consider and all of that you know legal interpretation now our islands were damaged particularly st croix and we were identified neville and attorney <coughs> henry as uh, uh, a zone that was directly affected by the environmental impact of a refinery for 40 years. Yeah, 46 so to be exact. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so we, we could get past all of that. It's just whether the, the leaders, we have the willpower and the, the sort of issue-related things that we should put forth, which is environmental and health. Without a doubt. And so, you know, the, the GRS board adapt uh, the measure to carry it to the president. We're going to take a break right We'll take a break right there. We'll come back. We'll pick it up right there. And then we'll talk about the two issues um, locally and nationally as well. We got Attorney Russell, Attorney Louis Henry joining us. Be back right after this. Banking for your business. At Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go. And our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations. One in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com if you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with free tuition plus at UVI. 
with free tuition plus your tuition is covered plus you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses at the university of the virgin islands you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience choose from 99 majors minors and certificates on campus and online visit www.uvi.edu and apply today Obtén tu diploma de secundaria por ti y por tu familia. Visita completatudiploma.org para encontrar centros educativos gratuitos cerca de ti. Presentado por Dollar General Literacy Foundation y the Ad Council. From the BBC World Service. You're listening to News Hour. This is Africa Daily. Business Daily from the BBC World Service. Welcome to Crowd Science. This is Digital Planet. World News. The Arts Hour from the BBC. This is World Business Report. This is Health Check. Music Life from the BBC. There's far more to it beneath the surface. The BBC World Service. From 3 to 6 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Funding for the BBC World Service comes from First Bank. First Bank's digital bank offers check deposits, bill pay, transfers, and more from anywhere 24-7. More at onefirstbank.com. And we are back here, a little bush tea on a Friday. Uh, we got Tony Dwayne Henry. Uh, Join us. Good morning, Counselor. How are you? Good morning, Senator. I'm doing well. Good. Good to have you here. And Attorney Ronnie Russell, ain't here for a while. Glad to have you back, Ronnie. Yeah, and glad to be back. And I was very cautious, you know, because I don't want to um, to step on any toes when I talk about what the GRS would do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, that's a good move. And yeah, I just yeah. wanted, um, one of the things I enjoy doing here is letting the public know where they could reference documentation. And this is U.S. Code, um, Title 48, Chapter 7, right? Subsection 1396, I believe it is. Let me see. Mm, yeah, 1396. And this is the language. So I'm I going to read the language and let Tuayo um, interpret it as read. The duties and taxes collected in pursuance of sections 1394 and 1395 of this title shall not be covered into the general fund of the Treasury of the United States, but shall be used and expended for the government and benefit of the Virgin Islands under such rules and regulations as the president may prescribe. So in other words, Attorney Henry, right, when... And and this is this is the tax this is the tax section of the the U.S. code. Wow. They got tax laws, continued tax on sugar, and then they got um, custom duties and internal revenue taxes. Let me read thirteen ninety four. There shall be subsection thirteen ninety four. There shall be levied, collected, and paid upon all articles coming to the United States or its possessions from the Virgin Islands. The rates of duty and internal revenue taxes which are required to be levied, collected, and paid upon like articles imported from foreign countries, that all articles, the growth or product, or manufactured in such islands from materials, the growth or product of, of such islands or of the United States or of both, or which do not contain a foreign do not contain foreign materials to the value of more than 20% of their total value, 
upon which no drawback of custom duties has been allowed therein, coming into the United States from such islands shall be admitted free of duty, free of duty, in determining whether such a Virgin Islands article contains foreign material to the value of more than 20%, no material shall be considered foreign at the time, which at the time the Virgin Islands article is entered or withdrawn from warehouse for consumption may be imported into the continental United States free of duty generally. So that's the duty free aspect there, right? right. Now, now the thing is when you manufacture, for example, we manufacture rum here in the Virgin Islands, right? But we don't manu we don't manufacture molasses, right? No. no. So we got to import that, and then the distiller them like what Hardy Hardy Neltrop them were doing for years. Um, they would do their thing that they blessed with a skill to blend, and then they'd make the final product, which is the bulk rum, right? And then and then when we sell a million proof gallons into the U.S. at thirteen dollars and thirteen dollars and fifty cents per gallon. Per gallon, that means that we the U.S. is now collecting thirteen and a half million dollars, right? Of which, at eighty percent or ninety-eight percent, depending on if we get back ten fifty or thirteen twenty-five per gallon, that money is then sent to a trustee in New York. They handle the, the, the debt service and, and and our financial obligations, and then the rest comes to the Virgin Islands. Tony Henry, if that good for the rum, why it wasn't good for the for, for the petroleum products? Man, oh gosh, man, it was too much money yeah. for me. I'm gonna put my um my my my, my that, that's exactly what it is. It's, you know, they they, they if you the the previous provision that you read the the credit um section where you said uh, where it says that the money will be returned and uh, and the president shall be coming. Um, you know, so the president shall return the money to be used in the Virgin Islands as he sees best or something to that effect. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. I think that's what um, some people call it ambiguity. And apparently so, because it appears that over the years, the, the person I think is that the, um, the, the, the president, the, the, the secretary of the treasury, I think is the one that certifies these things to the, um, to the president and uh, to the Congress. And, um, I think the Secretary of the Treasury may have been, what he's been saying is that, that the executive branch, that the President of the United States has the, when it says, as he sees fit. Yeah. Remember, that's a parenthetical. Yeah. So they're attaching that parenthetical to the first part of the sentence where it says, shall be returned as he sees fit. Yeah. We're reading it as to be used for us as he sees fit. Yeah. With two different things. You know, because... If, if, he, if he's returning it as he sees fit, then he's saying, well, you know, you don't need all this money. We'll give you what you need, what we think you need. But if you, if you, if you read it how we want it uh, interpreted, it's saying that he has to return it. And the, the, as he sees fit, you got to look at legislative history. When this, um, this, this section of, it was passed, remember, that was, I, I want to believe that was in the 1930s and stuff like that, where... As you said, that's when the duty free came in, and um, it, it, you know when we were going into civil administration. And at that time, the the, um, the president of the United States ran the Virgin because he appointed the governor. Correct. So it would be so when they say as the president sees fit, there that that should probably be read the president and his designee, which would be the governor of the Virgin Islands. However, now we have a 
an elected governor, so the 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 other um, interpretation seems to be coming in to um to to. Uh, uh, you but know something? No. No, you bring up, you bring up, you bring up. He returns the money and then the governor of the Virgin Islands determines how the money is to be spent. No, you, 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 bring up, you bring up a good point and I want to go to Rani. Um, good morning once again, uh, Tony Russell. Um, morning, morning. But, but check this out, right? Just, just so that we get the public to understand from, from a chronological standpoint what we're dealing with. Original um, Organic Act, and that's a good point you brought up there. Attorney Henry, 1936, right? Yes. And then the Revised Organic Act in 1954, right? Oh, and then yes, another key, yes. da- another key date is 1970. That's when we started electing our own governor, right? Our own governor. So, right. so, 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 in effect, once you allow us, right, that self government, that self governance um, mm-hmm. option, right? You ain't you ain't appointing the governor no more, right? There should have been an, a, a, a clarification amendment at that point to address this issue, right or wrong? I agree. Absolutely. And, and Neville, yeah. you know, you, the, the, what the GERS, and I'll be very careful what is, is attempting to do, uh, is to get an executive order from President Biden. You, what you read gives the president discretion. What you read to the public, okay? Yeah, at the, at the, at the time it was enacted. Exactly. Yeah. The president have discretion, okay, to deal with several matters and including the, the Virgin Islands as a territory. And you know what President Biden and, 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 and all of the nation has identified these communities? They call them fence line communities. Yeah, yeah, you brought that, you brought that up earlier, yeah. Front line, yeah. Fr- yeah, not front line, fence line, yeah. Fence yeah. line, meaning they're close to the fence of the refinery. The environmental impact, and, yeah. Like, yeah. And residences within a three and a half mile radius. We have that directly here in St. Croix. We, Estate Prophet William Delight Harvey Project Strawberry Diamond Ruby Castle new new and new and old Castle Coakley yeah Coakley okay yeah. so walk and rest to the east yeah we qualify as a fence line community and the reason the GERS is submitting a proposal for the president to consider because we identify. Debts for healthcare, waste management, energy, education, public safety abound in this territory with a high cost of living. So we need our money so that we could provide for our community. Yeah, man. And, yeah, man. And, and <laughs> yeah, so that you know, we 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 going we going forward. We we going in in January after the festival and everything. Mm-hmm. We setting up meetings in in Washington, D.C., to ask President Biden to sign an executive order. And the executive order is drafted already. All he got to do is review it and sign it, you know. Okay. And it's set up so that we, as the board of the GRS, believe that some other money should go to make GRS completely solvent, but it, it should deal with healthcare, energy, and waste management, and the high cost of living. And we need our money so that we can make this territory 
not a second-class territory in the Caribbean, but a first-class territory that is an example for the United States, especially when it comes to renewable energy levels. Yes, sir. Which, which, which brings us into what we're dealing with, which is um, we, we got to transition from where we just so dependent and, 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 and what has been undermining us as a people, uh, Dwayne Henry, which is the energy crisis for a good two decades, better part of two decades now. We need to genuinely put infrastructure in place to allow for alternative um, fuel sources to be in place. I mean, energy sources to be in place. Yes, um, absolutely. I am for the entire thing to be regardless of what we know with it. You know, um, you know, it's our money, and it's you know, and it's, it's but of course, the argument is probably like, look, especially now, and, and, and I'm just being devil's advocate here. But like, they are looking at this eighty-seven thousand people. We're not sending them all that money. I mean, let's be realistic. That's what it boils down to. They're looking at it and they say, we're not going to give you that kind of money. But, but you know, you, you know what's interesting based on what we're doing? We will be a Qatar in the Caribbean. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, 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 but Ronnie. Ronnie, and this is the final thing I want to talk about this because I want to, to segue to the other two topics that, that, that we want to talk about. You spoke about, we, we spoke about the U.S. law pretty much um, saying, you know, this money belonged to the people that in the islands because it's manufactured, they're sold into the U.S. And it's, and the, but they say it's not supposed to be covered in covered over into the U.S. Treasury. It says so. So even if the governor got, if the president had discretion, we know where the money was not supposed to be, and it's not supposed to be in the U.S. Treasury, right? Exactly. So that's 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 number one. Number two, you mentioned the fence line, right? Impact, right? Fence line yes. communities and all that stuff. But here is number three. We had a case, right? We had a case in 1978 in the district court, and here is what the Washington Post said: U.S. attorneys contended. The Virgin Islands were entitled to keep only those custom duties and goods imported into the islands. An argument Gash rejected, Gash being Judge Oliver Gash. Here is what he said, quote, It would be surprising if Congress intended that only the insubstantial amount of duties collected and imports into the Virgin Islands be sent to the Virgin Islands Treasury, Gash said in, in his opinion. In addition to ordering the reimbursements, Gash said future excise taxes on gasoline refined in the Virgin Islands and shipped to the U.S. and custom duties on petroleum products should be turned over to the Virgin Islands. So we also have a legal argument, right? And, 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 and finally, what's even more critical is he let it be known. This is a legislative issue. Congress is the one who calls this shot. It really shouldn't be in front of me. Congress said what they had to say. Exactly. And, and uh, 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 although you guys allude an equal protection clause when you're saying that are we getting the wrong cover over why we can't get a gasoline, how, how uh -huh. could you have that inconsistency with how you apply the law just because it's a lot of money that would come to us. That's all it but, is. But don't forget what, don't forget what, don't forget what Peter Ebert has said. You know, we don't want to create another Kuwait, right? Mm -hmm. when, he make that, when he make that forward statement, and you know what he was implying when he used Kuwait, and we're going to leave that alone. Yeah. 
for now. Yeah. Gentlemen, let me, let me yeah. move on. Let, let me touch on a local topic and then go back national. Um, Attorney General announced uh, $105 million uh, settlement. Epstein Estate. You know what settlement means, right? Um, it had more money there or no? <laughs> <laughs> but we settling, right? That, that's what settlement means, right? We, it had more there, but we settling, right? Um, what's, what, on the surface, Attorney Henry, what's your take on that? I think the, uh, it's a beautiful settlement. Um, of course, the, the Epstein uh, administration, um, you know, they don't want they don't want this stuff in the litigating. So they were very anxious to settle, and they had the money to settle. So they went ahead and settled. And but um, I think we we exacted a, a, a nice. I think that's a nice chunk of change that they did. A hundred and five million dollars, Randy Russell. That's a lot of money. Yeah, uh, and we dissolve it. He used this territory to do some crazy stuff. So the fact that we're getting it now, I, I don't know the terms of the settlement because I haven't read it, but, um, you know, the settlement might be earmarked for certain things, and that is precisely what we need to use it for because we got a lot of issues here with mental health. We got a lot of health issues. We got a lot of different things that, you know, a settlement like that is a boost to the territory and that is what we need at this time a boost in certain areas i hope it's going to be dedicated to certain areas of health along with other things but health mental health and other issues is prevalent in the territory and we need to address it i just want well, go, no go ahead go ahead attorney henry it is segmented. Um, there's a small amount of money going for AG operations, uh, but it is uh, broken down as, um, of what they can do. There's some stuff for like domestic violence or, or um, you know, that kind of, those kinds of crimes and that kind of stuff. And uh, I believe there's something in mental health or can be interpreted as mental health in there. But, but it is specific. It's not a blind check for the legislature to go and it's nothing free. That's number one. And then, and then number two. And then number two, we really need to identify some priority needs. The, the notion that when somebody passes away, they got to fly the body to St. Thomas to go for the coroner and all that stuff. All them type of things that we need to... We need, we need to oh. Those are the type of things that we need to address. You know what I'm saying? From an from a institutional and a, and a territorial need perspective. Because let's face it. Yeah. You know, our thing is unique. Yeah. Half the population lives on one island, another half live on two others. I mean, come on now. You follow what I'm saying? I mean, we, we, we really look. Miranda, you mentioned it or no? We, we shouldn't be looked at as a third world. But when you're hearing that type of thing going on, that's third world processes we're talking yeah. about it that we need to reject. What we're going to do is we take a break. When we come back, we're going to cycle back to the mainland. Arani, I got a question for you from one of my, uh, one of my listeners who respected the GRS. Uh, you're going to like that one. We'll take a break. We'll be back right now. And, and Dwayne, see if you can come out for the speaker. Uh, and speak directly uh, into into your phone. Be back right after this. He said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. Wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's on point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands.
What is dedication? My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between. I think a parent's job is to protect our children but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Smokey Bear, and I made an assistant to help you out because only you can prevent wildfires. Hey, Assistant Smokey Bear, call me Papa Bear because I'm grilling up dinner. <laughs> do you get it? Yes, good job. So what should I do with all these coals? Don't just toss them out. Put them in a metal container because those embers can start a wildfire. I understand. The stakes are high. Ha, 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 ha. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. 1A is your place for daily conversation with thoughtful guests and listeners from around the country. Fridays are home to our news roundups, where we answer your questions about the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jen White. This year, we continue to celebrate your freedom to listen, weigh in, and share what you're curious about. And with your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. And we're back here to analyze this. <clears throat> um, a little boy, she talked. Um, we were talking about uh, uh, a settlement with respect to the Epstein estate um, and uh, $105 million. And uh, hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll, the, the priority needs for the people of the Virgin Islands will be addressed um, with this um, record settlement. And, of course, you got you got to commend the administration, you know, uh, the Attorney General's office. Um, they, um, you know, represent us. And I, I really want to give uh, Attorney General uh, Denise George uh, some props, um, um, Ronnie and then Dwayne, uh, because she was steadfast that we, was, we, we got to get what is rightfully ours. And ultimately, it looks like that's what's taking place. Even though I believe they had more there. That's just me. Ronnie. Yeah, okay. You know, Neville, the once, when you settle, everybody don't get exactly what it dissolves. Mm -hmm. But it avoids prolonged litigation, number one. Number two, you could dictate the terms of how the settlement would be, um, you know, implemented. And most importantly, um, it's money now. When you settle, you, you usually get a 30 days, sometimes a 60 day window. In this case, it might be 90 days, but you get it now. And that wow. I think is very, very well placed, uh, the dissolving settlement and place uh -huh. at the right time for this territory. You know? No, so no, no, I, no, 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 Dwayne, my, my issue is, and, and I, I experienced this, the, the uh -huh. administration, remember there was this lawsuit, this uh, Embersal lawsuit, whatever it was, we filed a lawsuit against Bank of Us or some bank or something, and uh, we uh -huh. got back $8.1 million. And before we could even breed, then Governor Map reached out to me and said, look, we need to get all this money to WAPA because the hospital let me in pain for energy and all that stuff, right? Uh -huh. My my issue now, right, is that people hear that this money there and the barbarians are going to be at the gate, right? The barbarians at the gate, man. And the next thing you know, 
um, everybody going to be bothering, well, look, now we need this, we need that, and all that stuff. And before you know it, you know, it's expanded, and the priority issues still watching us in our face. I mean, this is an opportunity for us to show, look, while cash may be available, we got to address some of the some of the deep rooted necessities for the people of the Virgin Islands. Absolutely, stuff that we didn't have the money for. Now we got to, like um, Ronnie was saying, with public health. You know, one of the reasons why we still don't have a mental health um, facility on St. Croix is because we don't have the money to build a new one. You know, mm -hmm. we have. Um, you know, the Senator Francis has passed some money. I think that went into all kind of design and all, you know, how it is. Yes, sir. It's all kind of preliminary stuff. I mean, the hackers that just sucked all the money up. And um, by the time the Department of Health went before the legislature last time, money gone. Said, well, we got a property and a vote, but to, to, to reconsider it and stuff that cost so much more money. You know, so here's a time for us to, to take that, some of that money and use for things like that that we didn't have the money for. And oh, you know, so, so what needs to happen is the OMB, the governor and his team, and the OMB director especially, need to sit down and say, look, this is where we cut out of the budget because we didn't have the money to do. Look at the prioritization. See the system to any of those categories that the, um, the, 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 the settlement um, delineates, and reprogram and refund those things. And even for some of them that may have been, you know, we, we might be able to put, get a question out of it, say like, okay, if we could go all these other projects and then reprogram the funding for 10% of the budget this year and put this 10% in a really fund, because you know next year we ain't gonna have the money, you know, we could do things like that. Without a doubt. Um, Ronnie. One of my questions, one of my listeners yeah. asks, good morning, Neville. Please ask Russell what the rationale nexus is for funds to be given to the GRS. Now, I, I, I give them the answer, but I want to hear your answer because I, I know what the answer is. Go, go right ahead. Well, the GRS, let, let's, let's, let's put it in its perspective. People who retire and people who have worked in this territory for 30 to 40 years and live and think why you have to assume and assume right that some of those people live in a fenced area and they were affected health-wise by the refinery. Some of them die from cancer. A lot of people don't know that cancer affected uh, several people and families in St. Croix. The first thing is the health. If you're earmarking that money and using the fence line argument, you have to have a rationale for why you're giving the territory the money environmentally and health-wise. And you have to assume that elderly people are greatly affected by the health environmental concerns that were created, benzene in the air, by the refineries being here for over 40 years. The other rationale is that although the cover over is dedicated to 
the you know the GRS. It doesn't solve the long-term problem of funding the GERS through the next 20 to 30 years. And the reason why, Neville, is because the ratio of retirees to employees has been reduced. Significantly. And it is not, uh, yeah, and, and that is the basis for the GERS plan, that the ratio of retirees would be small to employees employed by the government paying into the system. That has changed significantly. So some of the money have to show up the system. And showing up the system would be giving the GRS the money, allowing the GRS to invest it in safe and, you know, that uh, risky investment and use it to develop the territory as a significant financial institution like using the land and sequoia and using the land and sequoia and developing a, a retirement home that is upscale, like, like how you have in Florida. And, 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 Arizona, and Arizona. And Arizona. And Arizona. Yeah. So you got a lot of reasons why some of the money, within all the money, because you got to still deal with WAPA and renewable energy, and you still have to deal with healthcare. And our, you know, healthcare, you know, this, this kind of modular hospital. No, 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 we're moving forward. So, you know, you've got to direct the money to touch the people in a way that it could be sustainable and that we could feel proud of the institutions like our health institution and our environmental protection with waste management because waste is, uh, you know, they dumped in. In Anguilla, that, you know, we, we, we don't need that on oil no more. But this is where you want to give the money to benefit the people. So that, I hope I answered the question. No, no, no. Here is my answer to them. The 20th to the 24th legislature passed nine unfunded mandates impacting Thank the you. GERS that led to its precarious position. Right? Yes. That's what's going on. Look at all the retirement That's packages all and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, and they were never yeah. funded. And the next thing you know, no. people retiring early, getting back what they put into the system within two to three years. And oh. then before you know it, the system going to suffer because it's like a pyramid. Right? Exactly. No, I'm just being very candid here. Right? So, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. I just want I want, I want to give the caller, uh, uh, I mean, the, the person was texting me. Um, I want to uh, be respectful to them. They responded. They said, yes. But how is the unfunded mandate from the legislature linked to the reimbursement of funds related to manufacturing of petroleum products. Does covering, <laughs> does covering for the legislature's mismanagement provide an excuse or even an incentive to repeat? And then I responded and said, the first branch use legislation for political benefit at the expense of the GRS. So guess what, right? And, and look, I'm the biggest proponent of the legislature because I, I believe the first branch is, is critical. I don't think it gets enough credit. Everybody wants to focus on executive branch because that's where the money is. And I'm a big proponent of the, of the, first, bran of the, of the first branch. But there were instances where we made some mistakes, right? And the, person, the, the response was, indeed, that's the mismanagement I'm speaking to. But here's the point, right? And Dwayne Henry, I want you to chime in here. We cannot deny 
that the GRS is an economic engine for the Virgin Islands. And, Thank and, you. And, 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 right, the way life is set up, right, when we there between 20 and 60, we responsible for our children and them and for the elders. And the GRS is about Thank our you. elders, man. It's just, a, it's just a reality. You know what I'm saying? I ain't yeah, saying yeah. that. I ain't saying that. Why saying is bulletproof and ain't, ain't to be refuted. I'm just looking at life circumstances. And the last thing we would want, Dwayne Henry, is for our elders who pay, who work those years, 20, 30, 40 years, to be concerned about whether or not they're going to get a GRS check at the end of the month, in the middle of the month. Well, yep. we have that happening. Well period. said, Neville. Well we said. Have that happening, period. But hey, let me give you another... Insert an, uh, another um, insight into the thing. The GRS pays insurance for these retirees. And the cost of insurance tied it back to the health thing. Yes. That money can be used for that. Yes, yes. Yes. The yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and don't forget, you know, don't forget, you know, we have the highest ratio of government paying for retirees from 39 to 64 in the United States. Uh-huh. Yep. At one point. So, you know, that's that's the reason why. But that's a topic that we're going to get into. And I'm looking forward to the table talk Monday with Ducks and Randy. So we can break that down because... Um, Yes, I, I don't want the public to think that um, we're acting like we're we're impervious to error and we didn't make mistakes. We make mistakes, and and, the, and what we're trying to do is fix it so that these mistakes aren't repeated. Like what the the person who texted me uh, asked for. Quickly, gentlemen, uh, both of you are, are are jurists. The situation with Judge um, Aileen Cannon, you know, a, a, a young judge in, t- two years into her judgeship. And she, she got her, allowed herself to get caught up into politics doing a favor for somebody. I was reading, I was reading the article, right? Um, and, uh, and, and, it, and, it, and it spoke to the, it spoke to what was in the order, right? For, for uh, the Third Circuit judges. And they made an excellent point. Here is what it said. And I know we're going to pick this up again down the road, right? And it's about fairness. And Ronnie mentioned equal, equal protection, right? Here's what the judges say. I'll make sure I pull this up real quickly here. Um, in effect, um, the judges said there is no precedent for a current or former president to successfully invoke executive privilege to keep the Justice Department, a part of the executive branch, from viewing executive branch materials in a criminal investigation. The appeals court ruling did not reach that issue. However, since it ended Judge Cannon's review on jurisdictional grounds, right? They also said something to the effect that just because he's the president doesn't preclude him from being treated like a, like, like, like a, a normal citizen. And isn't that really the premise for what the Constitution is all about, uh, Ronnie Russell? Where the Absolutely. notion that because somebody gets elected that they get preferential treatment when it comes to jurisprudence can't happen. No, and the whole notion of why the country was formed was to get away from the fact that the king always got privilege. Because <laughs> king. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I, and, and, and the king, we ain't got no monarchy here. We, with the queen, you know, we ain't got no monarchy here. That's... You run for office, you get elected, 
you get some privilege while you're elected, and when you're done, you're done. Um, Attorney Henry, quickly, they say the law is clear. We cannot write a rule that allows any subject of a search warrant to block government investigations after, after the execution of the warrant. Nor can we write a rule that allows only former presidents to do so. So pretty much they're going after they're going after Trump to let you know you believe that you're special and that's not the case. Yes, exactly like they said. They imagine that Ryan would agree. We would love if we could do that every time our clients get something else. We would tie up this court and bring them come. you bring up a good point you know this this isn't just about the constitution or this goes back to why they claim they leave england to come to america you check and they said that they they want they, they ain't in this kingdom this, this this kingdom mentality no more no monarchy right and you can't have it both ways and i think that's 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 the problem that the president has gentlemen uh, the former president has gentlemen thank you very much um enjoy your weekend happy holidays to both of you Okay. You too. Thank you. you yeah. got it. You got Thank it. You. Great, great bush tea talk. Great bush tea talk there Henry and Tony Russell. Everybody, uh, enjoy the weekend. We're working on some some stuff here internally. You're going to love the end result when we're done. Be good. Be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you on Monday. God willing. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! Democracy Now! features ideas and voices from some of the best minds of this generation and previous ones, including activists, muckrakers, visionaries, artists, risk-takers, academics, and just folks, as in the most just folks, who share a commitment to truth, democracy, justice, diversity, equality, and peace. Catch Democracy Now! at its new time, weekdays at 10 a.m. here on WTJX FM 93.1. Listening to the wings of a monarch butterfly, what a magical thought. They arrive here on the Day of the Dead, which we celebrate here in Mexico, and a lot of the indigenous people believe that it's the souls of their ancestors that are returning, you know? and it's very spiritual. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.